0: Hello, good morning, this is Hilda, your Hilda from Hilda's Shoulder. Hilda is a storyteller, she is a podcaster, she is an agony aunt and a relationship enthusiast. Relationships meaning dating and marriage. Hilda is particularly passionate about Niger relationships. Now today's discussion is about paternity for the Niger. A few weeks ago, it came up in the papers that Nigeria has a 30% paternity fraud. Now, 30% is actually the world's second highest percentage of paternity fraud, second only to Jamaica. So that means basically that for every 10 children that are born, three of them Giving to the wrong, not the wrong fathers are passed off as the children of the fathers. So, one would ask, why is paternity fraud so high? My answer to many questions in many of my podcasts, if you if you've been listening, is the first thing I I would not like to use the word attack, but the first reason I bring up is culture. Now, to begin with. There's so much premium paid on uh, childbearing and the male child. Okay, we'll take them one after the other. Now, in terms of uh, child rearing, it's possible that a man has some erectile, se- erectile dysfunction issues. It's possible that he's not fertile or it's possible that the sex is very bad. And after a while, the wife looks at the situation of things and decides to find a solution one way or the other. It may mean that she's actually just longing for another man. She's tired of her husband or whatever be the case. But there are so many things holding her down. Like society would, you know, wave its its head, uh, metaphorically shake its head and shake its head in disapproval. In each case, she would be forced to remain in the marriage. The sex is so bad, and she somehow finds somebody who can do it better. Or the man's sperm, the quality of the man's sperm is so weak. And as I usually discuss this, I think I've discussed this more than once before in one of my podcasts, that the sexuality of a man in Nigeria, I don't know about Africa, I would tend to think so, is a very, very sensitive topic and it's usually not discussed even amongst um, married couples. It's such a hallowed topic that a woman basically dies in silence. She cannot make any comments as to how good or how bad. Well, she could say how good her husband is in bed, of course, but she cannot really say so much about. How bad he is or how soft his penis is or whether he seems to have lost his turgidity or not. So because it's a no-no, a woman doesn't want to upset her husband or destroy her marriage. Some of them, I guess, would make up their minds that they would get somebody else that can fulfill that part, that longing that she has for somebody who can make love better or... In a case where it's a fertility issue, where the woman has gone and got, gotten tested and is discovered that she has no fertility issues, even discussing the fact that a man, your husband, is not fertile, is a big can become a very big deal. And society would just sit back and point accusing fingers at you. How dare you? Why are you embarrassing your husband and exposing his secrets and all of that? So the women also try half-heartedly to make their husbands go get tested these days. And usually the man doesn't budge, except for some very unique uh, marriages or relationships where the man would take the bull by the horn and also get tested. And then, of course, in such loving, understanding relationships, things, things go well, you know. But in most relationships, most marriages in Nigeria, a lot of stuff, especially intimate things are swept under the carpet because the woman is comfortable in a marriage in her home and she doesn't want to rock that book and become a divorcee. so she goes out there and gets herself sorted um Another reason for paternity fraud I think would be that. These days, uh, lots of single, lots of women are almost becoming like men in terms of what they want for themselves, their goals, and all of that, and there is this fear that, or this thinking, even in science, that a woman's biological clock ticks faster, and faster than a man's, and in which case, she would get to an age where she would not be able to Produce children, so a woman is always conscious of getting married. Apart from the fact that society is breathing down her neck to settle down and have children, she's always conscious that she won't always look and look the same and be as fertile as she was in her younger days. So some women are so worried about this that they decide to have multiple sex partners. And apart from the issue of fertility, I guess they're also worried about getting the right man, I mean, society is replete with a lot of examples of marriages that broke down in the very early stages or marriages that went on for donkey years and the couple still got divorced. So I guess to prevent that, the women decide to get multiple sex partners so that they can more or less pick the best in quotes. So initially, I guess, it would have started with playing playing responsibly, if you understand what I mean. And at one point or the other, the playing playing might become slightly irresponsible, playing unsafely, and she might play unsafely with more than one of her lovers. And apart from having an STD, she just might get pregnant. And when that would happen, she... It's possible that she wouldn't know who the father is, even though uh, there's a Yoruba alley that says it's only the mother of a child that knows the true father of a child, but not necessarily so all the time. So she's been sleeping with C, B and C, and she slept with B and C in close proximity, probably within days, or oh, it's even possible within the same day, so she cannot tell for sure who the child is until the child is born. I hear that there is... DNA testing that can be done on a fetus within the first six to eight weeks, but it's, it could be risky and it can also cause a miscarriage. So, and apart from that, I do not think it's available in Nigeria, and even if it were available in Nigeria, it would be very expensive and out of the reach of the common man. And even the normal DNA, DNA that is done after a child is born is out of the reach of many. So, anyway, back to our discussion so I guess in the old in the old days, as I was told by my uncle, you had cases of um men and women who had who were dating before where uh, a baby was involved the It's possible that the woman had moved on with another man, and the first man for some of the first men you know they would want to. Get their women back and though they knew there was a possibility that there would be there could be a pregnancy from the second man they still went ahead and fought to get their women back just out of ego or whatever love i don't know and at the end of the day they were prepared to give their last names to the child irrespective of the fact whether the baby was theirs or not now that was a while ago and I've heard stories about men who even know that the pregnancy, there is very few, that the pregnancy is not theirs, but they still go ahead to accept a woman out of love. And they give the child their last name. Yeah, it does happen very infrequently, I must say, but it does happen. Now, I always have one or two things to say about culture. Because though culture is not something that you can see, culture is responsible for a lot of the way, a lot of things that we do, the way we relate and interact with each other. And the issue of the male child, especially in eastern Nigeria, there's so much premium placed on a male child. Um, This is because in Igbo land, a woman, girl child does not um, inherit from her father's. Of course, there's this fact, the fact that she, the girl will get married and then drop her father's name and take on the name of her husband. So, Igbo men, Igbo society is also very insistent on a male a male heir. So, we, a lot of Igbo women are under a lot of pressure to produce the male heir. And if she has had maybe four or five girls, you will find that in most cases the Igbo one is still... Trying to get pregnant so that she can deliver on her promise, her tacit promise to provide an heir, and this puts them under a lot of pressure. Now, this happens not only in Igbo land, in a lot in some other uh, parts of the country, it happens, but in Ibo land is more predominant than others, and that's why I specifically picked Ibo, the Igbos in my discussion. So, this woman is under pressure. And at some point, it's possible that some of these women would go out and try. Even though we know, scientifically speaking, that it is the the husband who is responsible for determining the sex of a child. But culture is blind and deaf to that. So she goes out and gets somebody to help her do it. And let's say it's possible that she gets pregnant and it is a male child. Culture does not care where the child came from. What the family society will be concerned about is that she has proven herself to be a worthy wife. She will get the respect of the kinsmen of her husband and her husband too. And it's possible that she might decide to go again so that, as we say in Niger, so that her leg, goes, her leg goes strong well well. She might decide to go back to the same source and have, hopefully, possibly another male child. And this deception would go on because she would not want to lose her home, her marriage, and her respect. You also have cases where, which I've mentioned before, where you have some fertility issues. And let's even look at a very bad situation where the the man's sperm is so weak that he can never father a child. We've heard of cases where the woman either... Decided to go out on her own or with the uh, permission of her husband. Goes out to sleep with somebody else. And then, she, hopefully, she gets pregnant and she brings the pregnancy back into the, her marital home. And um, passes it off as her husband. I have, I'm yet to hear any case where a man with no sperm or low sperm count or so. Would challenge the paternity of a child at this point. Because he too. Would not want the shame that will come with society knowing that he's not a man, in quote. So even the men have their share of the shame. So that's another situation. Then I read somewhere in uh, the papers that on her deathbed, a nurse in Kenya confessed that in her 12 year career she had switched about five thousand babies, so it's possible that there's some loony person, loony nurse too, or attendant, medical attendant who would have switched the babies. In which case, the wife or the partner was not unfaithful, but you were all lucky to so have been attended to by the loony person who exchanged their baby for another's. So that could possibly be a reason. Interestingly enough. I stumbled on a case. I think it was in America, where uh, a couple who had two children were applying for uh, residency, and a DNA test was conducted. And funny enough, the children's DNA matched the father's, the husband's, but did not match the their mother's. Of course, the couple, um, after making the application, the application was rejected based on the fact that the children's DNA did not match with hers. But there were videos showing how she birthed the children. Um, the doctor who gave birth the children was also prepared to give evidence that he delivered the woman or the children, and so there must have been some mistake. On further investigation, it was discovered that, and I've never heard of this, so it sounds crazy, but that's what I read, and I don't believe it's a lie. Apparently, when this woman was uh, a baby in her mother's stomach, there was another fetus formed, which should have actually been her, her twin. But the development of the twin was latent. And guess what? The twin developed inside of her. So what happened was that it was actually the twin's womb, that her children were conceived inside of her. And that is why the children didn't have her DNA. But her little twin sisters. So a child not being the biological child of a spouse or partner. Can happen for a myriad of reasons. Not just because a woman was sleeping about. She the baby could have been switched or whatever. So knowing that. If you find yourself in this kind of situation, where you do not know who the father is, you can do a few things. One, you can come up clean and confess. That is crazy. It seems like it's not an alternative, but it is. You can confess to either of your lovers, in which case they will be prepared to do DNA, After the child is born. Of course you would know that that would be the end of the relationship. But at least the most important thing really is for your child to have a father. Rather than passing the child off as a child of one. And finding out. And he finding out at the end of the day that he was fathering a child that wasn't his. I think the embarrassment would even be more. And without judging or seeing anything as much as possible. Try to have. one partner so even if the issue of pregnancy comes up you won't have to rack your head about how to knowing who the father is and who is not and if you must play do more than one be very careful and be a little more calculating who you are doing what with um, without sounding judgmental be very careful and there are other things out there apart from just having a pregnancy, STDs, there's AIDS, there's hepatitis. So play more responsibly. And um for people who already are in marriages who know definitely that the child that is the child of the marriage is not the child of the husband. Well, I don't know what to say. But uh, maybe you shouldn't think about going to Canada or America anymore because they're going to do DNA testing and find out. And then, by God's grace, there will be no reason that your child would need a blood transfusion. And it's possible that your blood doesn't match your child's. And definitely, your husband's blood, if your husband is not the child's father, so your husband would not be able to donate blog and that is when the bubble will burst so if you cannot get out of your situation try and manage it and maybe sometimes somewhere you might have to run away before you discover it. i don't know but you get my drift um let's do the best we can to stop the scourge of paternity fraud um that's my two bits for today i hope you Enjoy your day before I go. I have a blog. Um, it's the address is www.hildashoulder.com.ng. Hilda Shoulder is H-I-L-D-A-S-H-O-U-L-D-E-R. Hilda's Shoulder dot com Shoulder is on social media, Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. The other shoulder is also on Pinterest. So, till I talk with you again, it's bye bye.